peculiars. Wow, we have a great audience tonight. I'm already seeing lots of people talking about the lovely fall weather. Amanda Johnson, uh, Elizabeth Witten, um, Sadie Simmons in Charlotte, looks like. Kristen Meston. And also Kat Warren is with us, who is one of our authors, recently released uh, a children's book version of her book on cadaver dogs. Yeah, you can get kid-sized cadaver dogs, guys. That is a Christmas gift. Um, Leanne is here too. Everybody's waving. Tori, I see Tori as well. So it's so good to have everybody here and to see you with us tonight for a very special VIP show because we are bringing back one of our favorite alumni. Davey, are you excited? I am excited. I'm. I'm getting. I'm almost ready for spooky season. I've. I've got the yeah. pumpkin. I've got okay. the Halloween costume picked out for me, and uh, he's not the Davy Baby anymore. He's the Davy Toddler, everybody. Davy Toddler, oh my gosh. Uh, so we got the Halloween costumes picked out. I just got to get the lights up. I got to get my spooky lights okay. up, and then I'll be fully in the spooky season. Oh, very nice. But I just I just saw out. that, um, by the way, Camper English is here, too. He's going to be on our show next year uh, with the Doctors and Distillers, and he's got the ice book. So in terms of cocktails, we should be, we should be all set. Uh, so yes, it is wonderful to have everybody here, but I know who you guys are waiting for. So with a proper ink explosion, let us welcome Mary Roach. Hello. Hello. How are you, Mary? I'm fine. Davies, what's the costume? I got to know what the oh. costume uh so we took him to the the costume store and he's very much into a little buzz lightyear action figure so we walked him up <laughs> and he oh. saw the costume and he went buzz so he had to go with that for him. and if he's going to be buzz lightyear i mean i have to be woody right you have to be woody you basically really yes. have to be woody oh we've got so people chanting mary, mary, mary. <laughs> so we're, we're gonna look good we're gonna look good this year amanda johnson says she's been ready for spooky season anybody... all year <laughs> Excellent. I think it'd be awesome if somebody went, although what would they do if they went for uh, as me for Halloween? That would be even better than a Mary Roach action figure. You'd have to you have a little what? notepad. Think, you take notes, right? Yeah, it would, it would be a really, it'd be a really boring, sad, Maybe boring you could, costume. No, no, no. <laughs> your, your little the embroidered fuzz thing. We'd have to, you could wear this. We oh, the really little, little, oh, the patch. patch. Yeah, the little patch. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be I mean, a simple, I mean, a simple costume. The accessories that come with the Mary Roach action figure are really where it's at. You'd, you'd have that to is. have, you know, a cadaver, uh, a pickpocketing mm -hmm. monkey. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, helmet, tray. the brain scan helmet from this book. A tray oh, yeah. roughly the size of a human head, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. The roasting the pan. Tray, the roasting but, pan. Yeah, that would have. And a head. Come on. Be, a and head. a head. <laughs> and a head. A head. Cat Warren just says we should go as stiff. <laughs> actually seriously i could come as a book cover a mary roach book cover and that i could do i could i could get behind that we could go as you in the sex <laughs> i saw that in a documentary i thought it was great uh yeah except that i never was inside it was ultrasound so you'd have to have an ultrasound yeah. wand that you would which would be easier than the whole big scanner because that's, that's a bulky process it would be a bulky couch. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing! So, do you do you have um? I just put a bug fly at my nose. Sorry. I wondered what that was. Yeah. Um. Do you have a spooky costume planned, Mary? Uh no. I'm at the uh, phase where I'm like you know going over watching the grandkids do their thing. Got oh, it. No, right. I don't know. No, it's been a long time, and I was the kind of I was a kind of lame 
<clears throat> Halloween guests that would just go like, oh man, there's a Halloween party. What? And I would just like take a tablecloth, staple a paper plate to it, put it on my shoulders. And then the people go, what are you? And I would just bend over like, I'm a table. The best lazy Halloween costume I ever it's saw was for a President's Day party. And it was this, this guy. And I'm like, you didn't even, dude, you didn't even try. You didn't wear a costume. He goes, yes, I did. I'm voter apathy. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's, that's, pretty, that's good. pretty good. Somebody else was the grassy knoll. They just took oh my AstroTurf. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's very nice. Yeah. yeah. No, I so. usually, Mark and I usually try to do sort of matching costumes. <laughs> Our best was we went as uh, Sherlock and Moriarty that had fallen in love. So Ooh. we had blue carbuncle matching rings and we had a little picture of the Reichenbach Falls that says, I fell in love at Reichenbach. <laughs> and we were on our honeymoon. Like that was this our, is, it was wow. meta. And so like, nobody knew what you were so nobody nobody knew nobody, nobody. There was a lot clue. of explaining no, there was a lot of explaining you spent the entire nobody night knew who i was because i had like the <laughs> the deer stalker cap thing but uh, yeah 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 this is why anyway. you go as a table you know it's just it's easier like, you just focus on the drinking and not the explaining you went one time with rocks in their pocket and they were supposed <gasps> to be the girl from the lottery oh but i thought like, you were i thought we were oh, gonna say virginia wolf that would have been good too well that's yeah. what everybody guessed and she was like oh. no i'm a short story and we're all like Wait, what? Yeah, the lottery where they're going to stone people, but then the girl who brought the oh. stone gets stoned. Or... Fairly anyway, obscure. It was a really depressing idea. Yeah. That's fairly obscure. Yeah. It is fairly obscure. I mean, I think that's worse than going as me. Um, yes, Abigail, thank you. I, I do frequently <laughs> strive. Level. We Mark and I once went as um, old school Star Trek and new Star Trek. So I like went as a character from new Star Trek and he went as Khan. <laughs> So he just went around all night with one glove going, ah, <laughs> it's great. Um, anyway, sorry. We There's been so many comments and I'm missing them. Let's see. Amanda says she's revamping her witch hat, might throw on a Viking costume for fun. That makes sense. That makes sense. I almost bought a discount witch hat at uh, Michael's um, because it was red velvet. But then I thought, I have so many hats. <laughs> Don't really need one. I do have a quick a quick thing to say. Amanda Johnson had said, uh, I now I've missed which one or which one you're referring to. With the Omirs, is that bonk? Is that the one you were talking about? Or yes, that's the, yes, with the okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the two mirrors. So you, with the two you, mirrors. Which was handy. You could check your teeth, you know, you could flash for help right. SOS. <laughs> there was a lot you could do with that cover. I didn't entirely understand it, but right. <laughs> I well, liked it. Says, it's the paperback. It's just the paperback had it. That's so funny. It was the, it was the first it. paperback. Now it, there's a new one with a new title. Uh, yeah, uh, Six Feet Over, which I accidentally announced as Eight Feet Over the other day, which... Kind of loses the six feet under. It, it kind of does, yeah. yeah, um, yeah but yes. maybe, you know, I thought maybe maybe the, maybe the there was a high-pressure zone. So it, <laughs> it just kind of went up a little up bit. A little bit. <laughs> you know yeah. what? It six. One of the reasons I, lo I looked up when I... Because that was the six feet over was the t original title in the UK. Okay, okay. And I looked it up because I thought, well, let's see if anybody else, not that I really care, but I was like, has anybody else done this title six feet over? And what I found was um, six feet over with the subtitle. The subtitle was The Pleasures and Perils of Aerial Crop Spraying. <laughs> like, that is you know a what? different book entirely. We can yeah. share this title. Share There's not going to be a lot of overlap between this but man's book. Was, there's a Halloween costume for you right there. Uh, so, yeah. 
Amanda Johnson says, um, can we talk about how blurbs used to be from periodicals and magazines and not from other authors? Which I think is a really interesting point because they're usually, these days anyway, it's, a lot of them are from other authors. Um, you know what? You um, On your first book, you got to get blurbs. I couldn't resist. Davey, I love you. <laughs> Davey's so good at that. Oh my God. So I like the author of that. Does he hate me? Is he like, she stole my title, which I didn't. It was like, we were both great minds think alike, obviously. Great. But in the Z guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so blur your first on with your first book, you can't, you can't use um, quotes from reviews because there aren't any so there you gotta any. have mm -hmm. the blurbs but then going forward uh like by my third book it was kind of an option to mm. uh to use uh newspaper clippings but some publishers have you know, publishers she's right have moved toward uh blurbs uh and not yeah whole quotes pull quotes from um they, they did reviews for my for my paperback but they they still yes. wanted uh, yeah, well, because, yeah, because you can't get a uh, pull quote for the book before it comes out. Oh, well, so they yeah. get so the hardback has blurbs, and then the paperback they'll often run reviews unless they suck, and then, <laughs> and then they don't. Or if they suck, and I can tell you from experience, they'll find the one line that doesn't suck, and they'll pull that out and put the person's name on it, even though they hated the book. Yeah. He told me, and I don't remember who this is now. This is this is something I saw recently, but it was like someone wrote, "Sorry, didn't have time to read it," and they put that on the back. <laughs> you know what? When when my book uh, when, when Stiff came out in the UK, um, I went on this show called Start the Week, which is a big deal. There, Andrew Marr, he's the B he's like mm -hmm. he's B political correspondent for what radio for BBC Radio for I don't know one of their he's a big deal and yeah. he had me on the show and he said on air anyway so Mary Roach is on with us and it, it, this is the most disgusting book I've ever read and my publisher's like that's on the book and that's my blurb Andrew Marr the most disgusting book I've ever read the most disgusting ever. <laughs> and they're like yeah, worry, it's, a, it's Andrew Marr put it on the cat says even even a even a Kirkus review can find a partial sentence. It usually, it's it's, it's 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 true. It's usually it's something, true. and you can kind of tell uh, when somebody's pulled something. It's it's not it's not negative, but it's secretly not really positive. You know, it's kind of just it's kind of just yeah, benign. Like, you'll be it's, lucky to get this employee to work for you. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that could mean two things. Yeah, and then as a blurber, you're kind of like, how do I say? You know, if you don't, if it's somebody that you know, and you're like, I don't really, I don't, I don't really like this book. My favorite one was you go, so and so has done it again. <laughs> I don't know what they. Mean. I don't know what they. I don't know what they've done, but it sounds like they've done it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, which which it they've does written another good. mediocre book. <laughs> Kristen Meston's talking about the one thing that's changed since this book was written is that we all we we all know, thanks to the crooked character. <gasps> The, I, the crooked carrot ad and that's the crooked carrot you know for peronis which for people who aren't familiar it's like your erect penis goes crooked and they you know it's not pleasant for anybody apparently i don't know i've never had sex with a crooked carrot but the ad i thought it's funny is that you only like the the fixed carrot you know it, like here's the crooked carrot and then the fixed one's like yeah it's like it doesn't really look that fixed <laughs> uh crooked carrot yeah you know pigs have corkscrew penises maybe maybe it's this. a thing you know yeah, could be a yeah. whole and the, fe the, uh, the females have corkscrew vaginas so 
It works nice. I feel like there's a whole duck vagina thing. We did a lot of duck vaginas <laughs> last season. I don't know why this happened. <laughs> we had a whole duck sex education class. Yeah, we really... Oh, God. Did you have the guy on who did the TED Talk about duck necrophilia? No. No, no. But that's a good one, too. That's the... the, You know, I I was there for that TED Talk. It was great. Dead duck fucking. It goes together so well. Um, No, actually, Davey led the class on duck sex education. It was... (laughs) Right. We did a lot of vaginas last season. I mean, vaginas get short shrift, frankly, so... Oh, yeah, good. no, there's a whole, uh, what's that, the vagina book that came out a couple of years ago, uh, Vagina Obscura. Yeah, we did yeah. that last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was our early, early book in uh, close mm-hmm. to January, I think. Yeah, so, um, yeah. very good book. I, so now I have, I have a, since I'm going to follow up on the penis question, we have a couple of questions matriculating here, but um, since we were talking about penises and vaginas, Leanne asks, I understand that you collect penis bones. Oh, yeah, I, I do. I saw you in a video <laughs> with Adam Savage. Any new additions? Oh, you know, it's the kind of collection that um, it's very active for the time that you're writing a story about penis bones. And right. then um, uh, after a couple of months, it kind of there's not a lot of opportunities. And I did, I have to say, I haven't pursued it. So I have mm-hmm. my collect, my collection uh, is uh, one, two, I, I think I have three. Yeah, so it's you know, I I, is that a collection? I don't know. Maybe I think your collection. I think your collection stands on its own. <laughs> well, it's a penis bone collection, so perhaps the standards are a little lower. Three, three. Anyway, yeah. Three. But, um, yeah, I have. Oh, I saw have, Davey for a second. Davey's like, I'm gonna. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, comment. I changed my mind. Yeah. Um, Bacula. That's Bacula. That's the Bacula. rhymes with Dracula. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I. You know, I have. I don't. I'm sad I don't have a collection that really mirrors or even comes close to that. But I also don't have a 3D printed colon. So, um, oh, yeah, Abigail, which is right, so, right yeah. there. Um, right. You know, it's is hard it to do backwards. It's, it's really that, hard that to way do a little bit. There it goes. Hot damn stream yard. Everything's backwards. I know. Yeah, it's I know. up there. I could bring it down. I've got I think we did that last time. We did. we did. The 3D printed amazing thing to just have on your shelf. I mean, I've got... Interesting things on my shelf, but no actual like penis think, bones. Or I'm anything. sure you do. Yeah, my they're at my office. The penis bones, the oh, yeah. bacula, baculum yeah. singular, bacula plural. Yes, they're the bacula, bacula. are down there, but they're so one, if, is a, one is a mouse, so it's very hard to see. Um, don't tell him that he'll be so upset. <laughs> uh, do bats have bacula? Because you could end up with the Dracula bacula, which Dracula. would be. <laughs> you know what? I'm not sure. Uh, I feel like I we need to investigate. Who, who doesn't? I yeah, who has who has the humans bat? do if there's, a, if there's a bat killer, I feel like we ought to know. <laughs> Abigail so says it's it's not spook, but do you prefer? Do you both prefer having other authors versus periodicals? I I love having other authors because like I know oh. a lot of you now. <laughs> oh, blur. Wait, blurbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Do you prefer authors or do you prefer periodicals? Uh, uh, I um, I prefer authors, but I don't prefer the having to bug them to to do a blurb i mean you're asking yeah. somebody to read a book or a chunk of it anyway and uh people get asked that a lot so i don't like the asking but i do like when they say yes and i actually have the blurb but i it, that i like that better yeah That's yeah it. yeah i mean yeah. i i like it better i i right so benefits and back slide good and bad things about being autistic <laughs> 
is I have no problem asking some kinds of questions, which turns out later, like maybe kind of embarrassing questions, but then I have really difficult time asking other kinds of questions. So yeah, I'm, I have no trouble talking about like, you know, bat penises, but yet I have struggles being like, Hey, you want to read? Yeah. 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 It just feels so needy and vulnerable. Yeah. I know it's hard. It's horrible. I don't know. I tried to convince my publisher that they should be the first uh, publisher with a a zero tolerance poly for blur, no blurbs, no asking, no getting. (laughs) They're like, are you in, are you out of your mind? <laughs> They're like, D- no, not even. I just like you get all this press, like they're gonna they're gonna stop this horrible practice of because <laughs> it is it's horrible to ask. It's horrible to be constantly asked because you just don't have time and you ha- I hate saying no. I know there's one author I know you've had AJ Jacobs. You probably had AJ on, right? I have, I have. Yeah. Yep. AJ is like you don't like you send him a book, not even asking for a blurb. We were, it was one of my books where we were going to do mm-hmm. author blurbs, and he just blurbed it. And I was like, AJ, you didn't yeah. have to do that. We're not. And he's like, Oh God, it's just easier to do the blurb than to say no. I hate saying no. He's such a nice man. Cricket has been trying to get a question or a, a, a very very funny comment, but she's having trouble with the spell check, <laughs> so it's not backlash. It's bacula, but she says, say that your interest in collecting bacula petered out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it it petered out. And I wish I'd come up with that. Yeah. I know. You you know, what do they say? Immature writers borrow, mature writers steal. (laughs) Elizabeth Witten says, uh, in a past interview, I heard Mary say when she was starting a book, she builds it around a sink, a story she wants to cover and leads to a book. What was the sink for six feet over? Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. The sink, yeah, that, should I explain the sink? Because that sounds weird, doesn't it? Sure, yeah. Okay, the, quickly, thank you for remembering that. Sorry. Okay, the sink, this is the way, I, uh, uh, it's just a way of saying that my books tend to start with a, a little piece of something and I build out from there. And, there, and I use the example of, um, there's this ad for Kohler faucets, which is a high-end faucet. And there's this ridiculous ad where um, this couple goes into an architect's office and they take this faucet and they put it down on the architect's desk and they say, build a house around this. (laughs) I'm like, what assholes? (laughs) It was just, and it's not supposed to be funny. It's just like the faucet is so amazing. You're going to build. Anyway, that was the idea was like that you would build (laughs) a large thing around this small thing. Um, I love it. A spook. Um, spook actually is one of those books that I was working when I was working on Stiff, which was the book before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working on. Uh, there was a chapter that had to do with um, the early <clears throat> days of trying to figure out anatomy and what does everything do on a yeah. body when nobody could, nobody yet knew what all these bits no. and pieces did. Well, oh, what's this? I don't know. Um, uh, and, and there, so there was this period of time where people were like, perhaps this is the seed of the soul. They're like, the liver. I think it's here. This is a really boss-looking organ. I bet you it's in here. But that made me think, like, like the whole intersection of of science and scientific method, and yeah, so and, and the soul. You know, that that as something that you could prove or discover or disprove. I loved that. Mm-hmm. And, and the ways that people went about it. And that uh, that's when I thought, okay, next book, maybe we'll go down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah. 
because you only have, you know, I didn't have a lot of room to explore it in, right. in stiff. So, so that was the faucet, <laughs> the sink. Well, it was the faucet the sink, actually. The sink. Yeah, no, no sink, but faucet. No yeah. sink, just the faucet. Just the faucet. You know, the it's... sink would have been even funnier if they just put the whole <laughs> sink on the, the whole apparatus. It would have been screw you. You just ruined my seven thousand dollar desk. <laughs> or else he just like built them basically a caravan, right? Because it doesn't really matter anymore if you get the sink. Um, I. Uh, uh, I talked a lot about the soul in Mr. Humble and Dr. Butcher because, of course, Dr. White was very yes. convinced that the soul was. And it's funny how often I run into it again, like in this book that I'm working on right now, where I was not intending to write about brains and souls. And yes. yet, once you start talking about, you know, hormones and it, the, everything that they discovered, you're right, everything. They were like, pituitary could be the soul. You could be. Here it is. Yeah, because there's only um, one. Everything else was a there's set. Only one. Right. And there was only one. So it's it's quite funny uh, how how that transpires. Okay, so we've got some, uh, wait, what is JB says, uh, I used to ask bartenders to make me a drink based on my hair color, which changed weekly. Not quite as hard. Pretty sure we don't <laughs> That's great. I love making, I do not make the drinks, however, Kat does. And is uh, the other cat, so Kat Warren, Kat Warren is here, um, who's an author, but Kat, our other cats is our drinks maven. Um, I love that in 1907, and it's McDougal, she re uh, replies afterwards, weighed someone just before and just after death and the soul weighs before it's been announced. I just, it is great. I love the like minutia of that. And they're like, this is it. Okay, we I can't replicate that. it. I love that. That's okay. <laughs> Duncan McDougal. Oh my God. And I even, I tracked down, it's, it's been a while. This book came out in 2005 and I confess I didn't reread it before we talked, but um, Duncan McDougal was one of my, just one of my favorites, the guy, I mean, he, mm -hmm. he's like, he's like just the consummate scientist, you know, he's, he's a doctor and he works. it's during, um, a lot of people are dying of tuberculosis. There's a sanitarium. And for some reason, there's a very large scale, like an industrial silk scale is what it was. They, no one really knows why it's there. And he's, he's like, we could build a bed onto this and put people on it as they die. And people are like, okay. Let's do that. And he, you know, like, what did he tell the family? What did he tell the family? We're just going to move you to this industrial silk we're scale. Just, we're just going to measure your soul. It's, it's going to leave you here till you die. We're going to watch you intently. And when it seems that you're dying, I mean, just the idea that you could pinpoint the exact moment. I mean, people die slowly. That's it's still a, a problem. Process. It's a process. <laughs> yeah. You're just shutting down. There's not like, boom, and the scale's going to tip. But I love that he did it's it anyway. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. He's a quirky but guy. This is, I should say, well, what the 1920s? Forget. Yeah, that. yeah. 1907. I, I forget. We were just getting really excited about measuring stuff, anyway. You know, so it was, it was all good. It was, it was a good time for for wanting to measure stuff. We were just, yeah. I mean, hell, we only just recently discovered that there were hormones and genes and other stuff too. Um, but since we're talking about mixtures and bodies and fluids and slurries, and I mentioned cat twice. We're going to go to the announcements real quick before I dive back into these other questions because we did create a drink today um, based on, on your book. So we'll get there with the announcements. Uh, if you wrote questions, don't worry, I see them. I'm coming back. So first announcement is I always try to start by saying, you know, this is a live chat. It's not a live chat for everyone, though. of course. Some people watch it on YouTube and we have a podcast. And so if you are a podcast listener or you are a YouTube listener, that's wonderful. We love you. But if you ever wanted to catch a live show in this live chat, you have the opportunity. And in fact, we quite encourage you to write comments. So anyone who's watching right now on the live show, there's two different chat features. You want to be following the live one. You can type in your comments, ask questions, 
this is your moment to talk to Mary Roach and to me and to Davey. And so please, please do. We love that. Um, and of course, you can always catch our shows on podcasting YouTube after the fact. Uh, next slide. Yes. So this is no longer our newsletter link because I keep having to change newsletter platforms. But good news is you can go to our website and the link there actually works. You can subscribe to the newsletter, get the links directly into uh, in your email, and also find out other cool things that we are up to around these parts. So good. Patreon. If you are watching tonight, you are probably already a subscriber, so I am preaching to the choir. But uh, do share with your friends and family that we have a Patreon. The lowest level is $5 a month, and it really helps us support the club and keep the lights on and make me not be broke. <laughs> this is the cocktail. Okay. I apologize, it's a little bit small if you're watching like on your phone or something, but um, this wonderful drink is very sweet, but also kind of, you know, it's ghostly. So it's got cream and chocolate mint stuff and vanilla extract and lemon lime soda and marshmallows with little eyeballs in them. And uh, the name <laughs> that won was A Spooky Little Drink Like Me. So I've had the song Spooky Little Girl Like You stuck in my head all day. Um, so this is this is our lovely drink cocktail in homage to, to Spook slash Six Feet Over. Uh, Davey, is yours up next? Oh, sorry. YouTube channel. Yeah. Subscribe. Because seriously, there's a lot of you. You should subscribe. You watch it, but you're not subscribed. <laughs> there we are. The podcast, the Peculiar Movie Club podcast. This might be something new we've started since Mary's last been on, but I think yes. it is. We, we decided yes. to offer a little more content on the podcast feed, give people a little bonus for listening over there. So, uh, me and my old movie podcasting partner have started the Peculiar Movie Club, which always ties into the themes from the book. So, for Alex Gration's Red Rabbit, uh, the last movie we did was The Pale Door. Which some a lot of you've been listening. I'm I'm impressed because it, it was a very very indie movie, but it was the only movie that had cowboys and witches, like very hard crossing of genres. So, uh, there were ghosts in Alex's book. So again, like even kind of touches on spook a little little bit. I'm I'm not gonna say that the Pale Door was the greatest movie we watched, uh, but we we got through it and we had a really interesting conversation. So uh, we uh, we got a whole conversation about like classic portrayals of witches in Hollywood and stuff like that, which I maintain the Wicked Witch of the West was probably pretty influential, pretty iconic. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, yes. Sadie had a question. Have you ever considered doing a group watch? Ooh, oh. Ooh. no, we haven't. Yeah, that'd be fun. interesting. That would be fun. How would we do that, Davey? Uh, that'd be a, that's a great question. I mean, we could all click play at the same time and do it that way. Okay. Um, like we do a little countdown like that. Uh, but yeah, people do watch alongs. We might be able to do that. Sadie. That'd be fun. Well, so speaking of that, so go check out the episode on the pale door. Cause me and Darren actually have a pretty interesting conversation. Uh, also my episode, my solo episode from the bride of Frankenstein is up. If you're into classic Hollywood, but I figured since Halloween's coming up, I would let the peculiars pick the next movie. We do, we need a, we need like a classic, like a great, Halloween movie, and I'll even I'll drop the episode on Halloween uh, on that day um, at the end of the month. So this is your time to fill up the chat, and uh, maybe maybe you guys can vote in the chat. I, I don't know exactly how we're going to do this. I don't have a great plan, but I want to hear some ideas, and maybe by the end of this episode, uh, you'll give us an idea for a Halloween movie, your Very favorite, nice. a classic. 
Right. So I love it. <laughs> okay. You guys be, get typing. Get to typing. Leanne jumps Get it out there. Wicker man. Leanne's like, already, I got, I got. What about the, um, the incredible two, the one with Rosie Greer, where he has another head, uh, the incredible two headed monster. I'm going to have to start taking notes here. Um, that is a really strange, I think it's, I think it's supposed to be funny, but I saw it as a child and I was just terrified. If I'm not mistaken. That one was partly influenced by Dr. White. The people who made that movie were partly what? influenced by Dr. White's head transplant. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. It's, wow. Everything so, comes, but you know, so instead of like swapping them out, they just installed they a just second one. Stuck yeah. another one on there. Okay. <laughs> Which they then also did in a Simpsons episode. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, Bye. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover some more <laughs> questions. We're gonna come back, but we are uh, Davy. Watch I'm the keeping, chat. I'm keeping you to the chat. chat. Coming. All right, all right. So Kristen Meston asks, "Do you follow topics for very long after you finish a book, or are you just sort of like need to move on?" Uh, mostly the latter. I'm uh, I have a short attention span, and I'm usually just like so excited to just get that thing off my desk and out of my head. But I, on the, but by the same token, I'm very uh, I'm fond of all you know the people that I met researching the book and I stay in touch with a bunch of them and people continue to send me things so so in that I, I am I'm not seeking out and keeping current you know the news and, and 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 keeping up in a way that I would if it were my beat and I was always writing about that right uh, but I but I'm always you know I'm I usually you know when there's some sort of news about dead bodies I know about it either because somebody wrote to me or I've seen it, you know, I, I, and likewise uh, space and uh, get a lot of information about wildlife heads. stuff, bears, yeah, heads. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they catch that stuff catches my eye for sure. I'm always going to be, I'm always going to be interested, but not obsessed. You know, when you're right. writing a book, it's a, it's a two year obsession and you're just, it is, and it's also like, don't you feel like everything you look at, I'm like, that cloud looks like my subject. That car <laughs> yeah. reminds me of my subject. Like all of a sudden everything is about the book. Yeah. That you're is there writing. a way to work this into my book? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It gets to be really obnoxious. Like towards the end, you know, cause Mark's very cool. Uh, that's Lady Paws for those of you who know him as Lady Paws. Um, but every once in a while, he's just like, you know, it's it's you know, that's a lot about your book. And I'm like, it's all that I am right now. I have nothing else. Um, it's, yeah, it's so. true. It's true. So so yeah, that's a big yes and no. It's a big yes and no. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I I, for, for this book, I'm not uh, for Spook in particular. I'm not. Um, I'm not in touch with. Uh, any, I don't think I'm in touch with any of the researchers from that book, which is unusual. Usually, I I you're going to tell me you haven't been up on your Ouija board. You haven't like been. <laughs> you stopped with <laughs> I, the Ouija board now. I'm not really on any paranormal <laughs> show. Yeah, you know, watching the paranormal shows or anything like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of what uh, Amanda Johnson says, the SPR features prominently, but not the Ghost Club. Is that because the Ghost Club was mostly believers who were less scientific? Oh, uh, to be honest, I don't, um, yeah, they didn't, uh, the, I don't know the Ghost Club, but the SPR, oh, okay. I love the SPR because they, they, they published papers and they, they did them in a more or less scientific way. I mean, they were, uh, they were studies, you know, they were, they were yeah. uh, people who really were trying to bring it to the level of science. So yes, it, that's why SPR, uh, the Ghost Club, I, I don't know the Ghost Club, mm -hmm. were, were they, are, are they been around a long time? I don't I mean, were they around? Yeah, you can. 
I don't know. You can give us a yeah. give us give us a bit more information. We'll we'll I'll find it in the chat. But I um, I think the answer is what you said. I mean, yeah. SPR. I love the SPR because they're like, we're going to do a study and we're going to prove things with science. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that was that was Doctor White. Like his whole thing yes, about like I'm going to yes. prove the soul. Yes, exactly. With surgery. Exactly. Then got it. Yeah. Um, so they were there was a ch chat going on in the uh, about the whole measurement of the soul and Sadie's like, what was the sample group on that? Not good. It wasn't good. <laughs> If you've read the book, it's, it wasn't good. <laughs> um, and you did, you do say a bit, and I, I'm actually curious, Amanda asked something similar um, about, you know, we have so much more advanced measurements now, even than we did when you wrote the book. Um, is it, are people still trying to measure the soul? Do we know? Uh, I don't know of anybody and, and I would love it. I mean, Gary, Na I, Gary Jerry Nahum rather, uh, the guy who was sort of the modern day uh, consciousness theory soul layer in the book. I, I I'm not in touch with him anymore. Although he did, he did uh, uh, get in touch after the book came out, and uh, I, I like him a lot. He was just he and uh, you know he was convinced that you could do this for a million dollars. You could you know, he, and he approached. I love that he approached uh, the Vatican for funding. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess you I, know, if, depending on how this, the experiment I, went, it could be. <laughs> not great for the church um, right <laughs> but, uh, but i don't i have lean on the scale a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah look wow <laughs> uh, that's how you earn that million dollars yeah. yeah i i would i would have loved i mean he's like oh we need like a like a pika sensitive scale and an array of electromagnetic d d detectors and we got this it's an enclosed system and he wants to use a leech because he hates leeches and he's like this is all you got to do we could do it and i'm like guys i'm hoping somebody reads the book and goes, yeah, Jerry Nahum. We're gonna make that here's happen. A thousand, here's a million bucks. Do it. But um, yeah, I think I well, would have and, heard and, if, if, yeah. if anybody had done it. Well, I mean, this is the whole thing with the with the whole head transplant thing. I mean, Dr. White was like, we can do this. I just need four million dollars and a willing patient. And then, strangely, yeah. he got the willing patient. It was the money that lagged behind. I was like, that is not the thing that I thought you would get first. But yeah, yeah, it's like the guy. Have you heard anything you know. more about? Uh, 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 I was gonna say Carbonara. What's that guy's name? Um, uh, the Italian. Uh, what's, what's his name? Canavero. Canavero. Carbonara. I don't know. Carbonara. Um, that dude. He, he he has made he maintains that he's making strides. You see, but he lost his patient, um, who opted out because he yes, yes. patient yeah yes. yes it was like I do not want to do this anymore because I no, got married and died. Wait, wait, but I thought he meant his pa because he had a patient. Too. He was saying patience. He lost his patience. Not his patience. Oh yeah. Well, he, he did that patience. too. Yeah. Uh, no, he has oh. lots of patience. He just doesn't have a patient. Oh. <laughs> right. He has patience. Okay. Got it. He has no patient. He had yeah. a patient. He and had the patient, a patient. The patient fell in love and was like, patient "No, I don't want to do it love and Was like, "I don't want to die now." Yeah. And opted out. So yeah. So that's where. But he he's working with. Um, mice uh now he's yeah. decided he's gone back to the whole brain glue thing that has never been proven yeah, but with ren and stimpy <laughs> ren the guy ren yeah or stimpy whatever. <laughs> i love you mary please come back always to our show we love you so much um I live here the best <laughs> why we miss you so much um okay 
Uh, yeah, so, so Ren, I, Ren, the, the, the guy the gluing, gluing the mice. Yes, yeah, together. gluing mice's heads back on because um, he yeah. feel, felt that that was the way. Yeah, yeah the, to, to spinal cord nerves, yeah, ner the nerves. Yes. The, he, he, there's some kind of glue that he was saying, it's yeah. Ethylene glycol, which you take to like before you get your colonoscopy too. But um, it, it, and it has a purpose. They've used it on paralyzed dogs yeah. to some effect, but, but um, you so pointed far. out that, uh, Paralysis in quadrupeds is different than in bipeds. It is, it is so yeah. So um, they were getting some hind leg movement, which didn't really doesn't mean actually mean that you're what it. Yeah, right. Doesn't mean that we can glue your head back on exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, Amberly just turned up. Amberly, I hope you've been here for this amazing discussion of patient versus patients because and Brennan Cindy. <laughs> if you've missed any of that, you're gonna have to go back and watch. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> What was this? I totally thought of Mary when I saw a headline the other day that the ISS smells like disinfectant BO and farts. Oh wow, yeah, that's. Uh, I I tried to. Um, I tried to. I asked NASA if I could be there when the shuttle landed, and so I could as soon as they opened the door, I could smell it, and I'm like, Mary Roach, go away, just go away. No, no, you Someone can't. Someone told me that. The candle flames smell like burnt nose hair, but I've not actually tried it. Candle flames start smell like burnt nose hair. Well, I guess if well, you get close enough to smell, you get oh yeah right. They would, but I was because yet I went to a whole other place which we don't need to go to. But um yeah yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, so Amanda Johnson is just catching us up on the Ghost Club. Uh, Kate Winkler Dawson has a book about it. I guess oh. it's been around since 1862, and Charles Dickens was a member. Oh, so which this, surprised a, me a bit. So it was a, com a what a competitor for the SPF, mm. perhaps. Seems that way. Or what's mm. the one that Crooks, the Crooks tube guy? He was. Oh yeah, yeah. William he might have been Crooks. in the Ghost Club too. Yeah, yeah he, he thought he Crooks. had ectoplasm. That guy. He thought he had yes, ectoplasm. Yeah. Right, the green, the green oh, stuff. Yeah, green, green floaty thing. Ghost Club. I imagine the Ghost Club. It sounds more like. Uh, seances and things but i have no idea maybe it was more maybe they were doing experiments too i mean they there was a period of time where people were doing experiments scientific american has published things uh, about ectoplasm they have i know well we're, we're going to do we're having mark hartsman back to talk about aliens next season because now there might be aliens who knows um i just have to i want i wish you guys could i don't know if you guys can see the chat the way i can but first of all we have kent warren saying so there's gentle letting go of all one systems that might be involved in the change of weight. And then I don't know if this is related, but JP's like hungry. And I was like, those are just right next to each other in the feed. I think the hungry was in reference to the carbonara. Oh, <laughs> that's not what it looks like in the chat feed. <laughs> Abigail says, Mary and Brandy need a podcast. And by they need, I mean, we desperately need <laughs> We would have an awful lot of fun. Yeah, that would be very fun. That'd I don't know if we've fun. talked about anything that actually like made any sense, but we would have a lot of fun. This is um, true. Yes. So let's see here. Excuse me. Can I smell your your space shuttle? <laughs> so that's basically what you asked, right? Like I may said, I... yeah. I said while well, I phrased it very respectfully and um, scientifically, <laughs> I believe I said, you know, I have a chapter on restricted hygiene, which was like. You know, in the early days, there's no yeah, there's no bathing, there's no toilet, no space capsules. So, mm. uh, and and NASA yeah. was concerned. I mean, there was a whole Gemini flight that part of what they were looking into is if you don't shower or bathe for two weeks, is your skin just too disgusting? Is it too gross for, <laughs> to 
do to somebody. So they, and they did studies here on, they paid people to not bathe anyway. Uh, there are some people that like literally will not bathe for free. I, I've met some of them. Yes, there are. There definitely mm. are. Yeah. But on the bus, a couple of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I know some. Oh, I was I was gonna say, have a baby. You'll you'll go much longer than you ever thought you could yeah. in the shower. And... Uh, I bet. Um, anyway, the, the space shuttle. Yeah, no, they. Uh, uh, so I, I said, yeah, it's for a restricted hygiene chapter. I have talked to Jim Lovell about Apollo. I mean, Gemini uh, Seven, which was the restricted bathing. And so I made it sound very respectable. And I said, so I just like to be there. You know, when you open the door after two weeks on a shuttle mission, just to smell it. They're like. No, <laughs> you know, I, I think no. I think with all the research and science you've done, they would be nice enough to at least jar it up for you. Could they like yes. seal a jar and then Thank special you. delivery to Mary Roach? And this, you should be you your should fart be. in a bottle. Is that yeah? If, if only everybody at NASA Public Affairs thought like you, David. <laughs> if if many people thought like David, this world would be a better place. I just yes, want to say would. now, Sadie Simmons is imagining myself. Mary and Lindsay Fitzgerald on a podcast. <laughs> oh my god, uh, it would never that'd end. Be that'd be it would so be fun, fun, but like it would just never end. I have. I am reading her. Uh, I know it's a it's for children, but I'm <laughs> I'm reading her uh, plague busters. Oh, the plague plague yes. busters. Yes, I have. I have a copy. Um, it's great, yes, and the the great. artwork is done by her husband, and it's amazing. Oh, is it that is right. Amazing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. My husband um, last night. Last night in the middle of the night, he went to the bathroom and he came back and he, he, and we both woke up. It was like four, four in the morning. And he goes, you know, that book that's in the bathroom, there's like a drawing of the spy versus spy guy, which is from Mad Magazine. I'm like, no, that's not spy versus, sp that's actually from the, the plague. You know, they wore these things. They put stuff to protect them in the, he's like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. So we had this, no, it was like yeah, the whole conversation. Yeah, there was a I love 4 a.m. kind of. Um, mm -hmm. He's right, mm -hmm. spy versus spy. And then I was like, did why were the spy versus spy guy? Why did they have those noses? That's a good I point. Know. I'm assuming that they had little garlic flowers in there because maybe it was vampires. I mean, that's not really. No, plague. but the spy versus spy. That's the plague bus, the plague guys. But why did the Mad Magazine, you know, why did they have those noses? I don't know. Lindsay, this is a question for you. I know you watch these. <laughs> Lindsay, we need to know if there's a connection. There's, yeah. Um, anyway, it, yeah, it's a great, it's a great book. Maybe do we do we have music today? Because I've totally lost track. We do. Yeah. Okay. We do have a musical we should, guest. We, should we have, have a musical interlude. Very, very interesting musical. Let's guest. have an interlude. Let's have an interlude. Okay, we'll come back and we'll get some more questions. Hi, peculiars. It's a great pleasure to be here again and to provide another song. This is my living room. I guess I haven't shown you this before. Yes, that is a white paper bag over my lamp. It's the closest thing. I could do, I mean, it's, it's, it's what I could do for a lampshade. I'm not really handy. Uh, I mean, I put on my makeup and that's about as visual as I get in terms of visual art. And believe me, it's art. Let our bodies fill the space until all that remains is one great glow of souls lighting the way back home. Eat with the love the complicates, children laughing and playing. Every soul in that space of like me. 
Yes. Mm-hmm.
That was awesome. <laughs> that good. That is um, so. Susan Wang and I have been friends for a long time. She was very lovely and was the uh, only live actual um, launch of my book that I got because it was during 2020 COVID and uh, we ended up doing it on a rooftop in New York City and it was great. So she's uh, she's a lovely person. She runs her own book club called uh, the Bushwick Book Club. So it's very cool. Anyway, phew. <laughs> I have info on Spy vs. Spy if anyone's interested. You do? Tell us. Oh, yeah. So it was originally written by... Uh, Cuban ex uh, defected Cuban expatriate cartoonist Antonio Projias, and uh, it was like you know his comments on that that nineteen uh, when did he start it nineteen sixty one yeah he started drawing it so uh, everything going on in Cuba and spying and into oh, the Cold War and okay. yeah but the the ang nothing about the nothing angular about the so one person speculated that uh, number one is just easy to draw. <laughs> you can crank <laughs> them out real true. fast, yeah. and uh, you don't need to do the mouth. It's just soft, boop, boop. soft boop, round boop. faces are t normally nurturing and friendly, but hard angular faces are destructive and hostile. And he actually based the design off an earlier character he did for an earlier comic strip when he was still writing in uh, Cuba, El Hombre Sinestro. Oh, okay. So maybe it was a mask. So I, I just think that uh, huh. it was just a very sinister look that he gave that one character and kind of liked it for his spies. All right. Very nice. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. All right. Well. Thank you, Davey. Yeah, no problem. This is, Davey is, Davey's amazing that way. Like, it's amazing that he can do this stuff, like, in real time. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to read um, some spy comics. Yeah. No, I know they were great. <laughs> Um, a couple more questions, and then we do we do have to do the quiz. So Amanda Johnson says, "Are there other ectoplasm samples out there aside oh. <laughs> aside from Catherine's? Maybe some that were stored in a since vagina, you know, because we should bring this around to vaginas if we can." <laughs> you mean like it's still in there, like when you forget the last tampon? <laughs> oh my god, I never took this ectoplasm out. Shit. <laughs> Gotten up to up there, goodness! Oh my God, I only know of the one that I traveled halfway around the world to visit, uh, and it was yeah, so worth it. You know, in the pink in the pink box that was brought to me by the, very nice. Was it Cambridge or Oxford? It's I can't pink. remember. There was a pink box. It was like a, oh, a wow. pastry box with a little card describing and mentioning that it was faintly smelling. Um, oh. But I did not detect any smell. And I, it also said that it had been secreted in the medium's vagina. And I was like, secreted or secreted? Secreted, secreted. I, mean, I wasn't quite well, sure. You know, at this point, it could be it, all of those things. It could have been both. Uh, easily. <laughs> easily. <laughs> but I do not. That was the only uh, sample existing sample of, of ectoplasm that I was able to track down. I would imagine. Right. I mean, I tried to, uh, I, I tried to spend some time with spiritualist groups that perhaps still, I think there are still some, um, that, uh, claim to produce ectoplasm. Uh, they wisely <laughs> ignored my <laughs> inquiries. They're like, yeah, go away. <laughs> they were like NASA. Yeah, go away. No, no, go away. Oh, no, that's interesting. You cannot you sniff rejected the shuttle two groups. And you <laughs> cannot sniff the ectoplasm. There will be no sniffing, Mary Roach. Go away. 
my god i love it um you know it's very interesting to me that i i i you can visit a demon in a box in cleveland if you happen to go to the witchcraft museum i don't think he's in there personally um but but no exoplasm what kind of box what kind of box? It's a small box, but it's surrounded by salt. But I, you know, I don't. It's surrounded by salt. Hmm. Yeah, they put salt around it, and it's wrapped in. It's at the yeah. We have a witchcraft huh. museum here in Cleveland, and you huh. can huh. See surrounded by salt. Interesting. Okay, yeah. to, just to keep it in, or I preserve. I if he's if he's in there, it's to keep him in there. But I I don't think he's in there. But hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, hmm. interesting. It's interesting. I know it. It's. He got it that the, the the museum purveyors like it came this way. Like I don't have the provenance. This is they've okay. never they've never opened the box. <laughs> they never opened it. They're like, they never oh, I guess the chance. No. Oh, <laughs> so that was just, like, just left it. Oh my god. I had but, a sample. Yeah. I had a sample once of the um, the smell that the government, the military, had come up with. Um, I forget what it's called now. But That's anyway, the deterrent? huh? The deterrent, the like crowd deterrent thing yeah, that, that um, it, it was originally called who me, which was really it, but it had to be it couldn't just be puke shit, whatever. It, it had to have the element of foreignness. So people would be like, what is that? I got to get out of here. So it was like a very well-crafted thing. And I, the woman at Monell Chemical Census Center had some of the stuff. And she's like, I'll give it to you. Oh my God. She took it on the plane. She brought it out. She handed it off to me. We're at the Milpitas dump where she was do doing um some sort of consulting at the dump and it was packed in uh charcoal you know to absorb right of course makes sense yeah yeah and i had it in my closet i was afraid to open it and then after the book came out which was you know it was like a year later uh i went and i opened it and i went to nerd night which is an event here in the bay area and uh i uh, said all right i'm gonna open it on stage i'm gonna do it and, and the, the staff was like What's going to happen? Are we going to have to, is this going to be like, people are going to flee back and we're right. never going to get, they're like really uncomfortable about it. And I open it up and there's no smell because it had all been absorbed in the charcoal and like a year gone by. It was just like so anticlimactic. So the demon is best left alone. Left in in the box. Left yeah, I think you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're probably yeah. right. You're probably right. So, so wait, says, would uh, that make him oh, Schrodinger's sorry. demon? <laughs> yeah right yes yes i think it does yes it is yeah. it is schrodinger's demon as a matter of yeah. fact they should they should name him that um that'd be really funny uh leanne's question was maybe you'd like to tell us the difference between land-based polo archival turds and space-based <laughs> fecal is it decapitations is that correct it's decapitation yes wow oh, okay and then ryan yeah. was like Someone said uh, sp space based fecal decapitation needs to be somebody's, somebody's band, band name. name. Yeah, fecal <laughs> decapitation. Yeah, that's when, when like, uh, you know, you're not using the rearview mirror on the shuttle toilet and you get up and like a piece is coming up and the sliding lid, which covers the mm -hmm. toilet, it, it cuts it off, decapitates it. And the head, the head, the fecal head floats around the shuttle and you have to um, chase it down. So, Wow. That. Okay. And what was the other one? The Apollo. Oh, land base. Oh, yeah. The turds, the Apollo turds. They're mythical. That's like some freezer somewhere. I didn't see them or smell them. Didn't smell them. Didn't smell either the decapitated nice. head or the uh, or, but, or um, the tail or the it's a very Ouroboros kind of concept, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and it's like we haven't even gotten to the NDEs. Oh, I know. I know. That was. So, a, would oh you tell God. us what NDEs are? And then uh, she says her favorite explanation was from Collie Willis's book, Passenger. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what that is, but there were lots of 
interesting explanation. NDEs, near near death experience, and there are there's a whole journal devoted to NDEs. And uh, I visited with Bruce Grayson at the University of Virginia, who was one of the last on staff payrolled paranormal psychologists. Uh, wow. I don't know if Bruce is still there. Uh, after sometime after the book came out, um, the faculty said, "You know what? You can keep doing your work, but could you just not talk about it?" <laughs> um, he got he had, there was a huge trust fund uh, from the um, the inventor of the Xerox machine, Chester Carlson, left all of this money to UVA because Chester Carlson's wife was very uh, into uh, the persistence of personality after death. So big chunk of money, which uh, is used by people like Bruce Grayson. And uh, but the the university would rather not call attention to it, which is too bad, I think, because uh, why not study that? Why not look into yeah. it? You know, why not? Yeah. Um, it was a, a what very cool. Think? Some of the cool studies were very cool. Yeah. Hey, I have a really big personality. I bet you mine's going to last after I'm dead. It's just going to float around <laughs> probably bits of it. Um, so, <laughs> so I hope we're, so. We must go into the quiz now because I, I don't want to miss this. Because oh, my God. Yes, it's almost time. a spooky quiz. It, it's got to happen. So, okay. Davey. Yes. Well, so, Mary, you uh, you went to a, a medium school, right? In I the did. Book. You did. And I you did. shared your experience with us. And I just thought maybe if you enjoyed your experience, you might want to know what other schools are out there. So mm. this is a quiz about other medium schools and what they offer. And, of course, the quiz is called I See Dead People. <laughs> so at the Morris Pratt Institute in Wisconsin, uh, the Morris Pratt Institute in Wisconsin claims to be the world's first spiritualism yeah. school. A school offered your standard courses in grammar, history, math, but then offered additional courses in psychic research, mediumship, and what? Uh, the mm -hmm. physics of the afterlife, chemistry of ectoplasm, or science of seances? Oh boy! Oh Anything boy! Is offered by the uh, am I am I guessing? Am I the guess? You're, you're right, guessing? But the peculiars will help you help out. You. Yeah, I can help you. You guys throw what? your answers in there. Mm. I believe the school Let's is see, still around today. Research mediumship, and I'm gonna say it's between A and C. Sadie says A. Amanda says A. I'm is with you on the, the it, I feel like it, it, Kat says A, it's surely it's that or C. Cause I feel like. It's not going to be chemistry. Have to have some, that's a pretty, have that's some a pretty short class. <laughs> you have to get um, a hold of yourself, a vagina. Could, yeah, a. A. I would say A, yeah. Going with right. A? Okay. Going with A. Incorporated in December 11th, 1901, the school dates back to. The answer wow. was the science of well, seances. Uh, seances. The seances. Yeah. I was originally going there, and then I was swayed by the crowd. All right, question number two. We'll you see people. how you do. We'll see how you do on this one. Uh, at the Monteclair uh, Psychic School, you can learn psychic mediumship. And uh, is that you, Yusui Reiki? They are a self-described place of universal spiritualism, a center for learning and development, an environment of healing, and a it's a long one here. A connecting space with strong links to the afterlife, okay. a vibrational space to resonate in a positive light, or a divine space where the light of heaven can be felt. I would uh, say A. I would say A. I have to talk. Psychic about mediumship. You know what do people a think? A sounds really nice, but since ectoplasm is kept in vagina vaginas, I feel like B would be an interesting choice. Oh yes, it would. But 
vibrational space to vibrational resonate. space resonate in a positive <laughs> Vibrational <laughs> uh, space, divine space. Again, I'm torn between A and C. And just yeah, remember, peculiar. I, I, I had to come up with two of these answers. So you, this, this, you were good. This challenging quiz to put together. You're Sadie's good, in on C. I haven't seen any other answers. You captured. You just definitely captured the the tone and vibe of it. I can tell you a little bit Montclair more about psychic school. Uh, Amanda says C too. Uh, see, Bonnie says, based on my experiences yeah. with spiritualism, <laughs> Chloe's suggesting B too. I I hope it's B because I'm I am forever going to be haunted by the specter, and I mean that uh, of ectoplasm vaginas or vagina ectoplasms or how. <laughs> the answer is vibrational space. Oh, resonate a vibrational space light. to resonate in a positive a, light. Wow, there's a happy vagina out there. Oh, okay. The All right. Claire psychic school. Question number. I think this one's in New Jersey. If you want to go visit this one, you get okay. to New Jersey. All right. Uh, question <laughs> number five. Or not question number five, slide number five. Question number three. If you question want to three. awaken your natural clairvoyance from the comfort of your own home, try this hmm. psychic school. Their mission statement promises many things your new clairvoyance powers will allow you to do, such as okay. find your own answers, solve the biggest of problems, mm -hmm. and explore past lives. Mm -hmm. Which of the following is something their mission statement does not, not promise you. your oh, new powers okay. to do? A, communicate with angels. B, read auras, chakras, and spirits of those around you. Or C, disconnect your spirit from your body through astral projection. Which is Ooh. not something they promise you. So, so two of these is a yes, and one of these is a no. So Sadie says A, the communion with angels. Which you know, I'm kind of I'm leaning that way myself. Amberly's going that way too because I feel like you might as well astral project if you're going to solve I all think of they, life's they're problems. They're going to teach. They all teach you to read auras, and I know. Yeah. Yeah, they practiced. You had to like get in partners, and the the partner that I, I had, this guy goes, yeah, I I can see your aura, and it's gray. <laughs> he said I have a gray aura. Aura, which I think means like you're you're dead or something. You, it's not good. It's not like, I'm aura. only dead inside. Thank you very much. Yeah. Were you wearing uh, very drab colors? Maybe. I don't know what. Why he just didn't like me. I think. Um, <laughs> so I don't think it's B for sure. It's that. I mean, that's I mean, not B. It's the A. Yeah. Communicate with angels. Or astral projects. Uh, disconnect your spirit from your body through a. He was color mm. color blind. Actually, Susan wrote he was color bling, which I like better. But he was supposed to be color blind. I gotta say, this is a very oh. well. This must be a very well attended school because this website is legit. I mean, they really. Yeah, that that wow. whole thing moves. I'll show you afterwards. Oh my god! Okay, I'm. I don't I'm gonna know. Go I'm gonna go with A. Yeah, I think A. All right. A. All right. The I answer is. C, disconnect. Uh, you cannot disconnect your spirit. Unfortunately, astral projection, that's a trick of Doctor Strange from the Marvel comics. It's, it, it's also, it's, it's technically also in Star Wars, right? Isn't that, that that's the astral projection. Uh, I guess you could force projection. You could force project yourself, yeah. It's getting pretty wow. astral. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So you uh, will be able to communicate with angels. I have to say, them. I leaned on your book. I leaned on some of the things from your book to come up with some of the wrong <laughs> answers because I was out of my element here. <laughs> it's a new age thing. Okay. All right. No, no. <laughs> Good just, job. Good job, everybody. Look at this website. Oh, wow. I mean, my God. 
you just unleash your psychic potential. It's not actually like, like I think it would fail at design school, but it is kind are of. Are those auras? Is that what an oral? Are those oh, auras? No. I have migraines. Uh, those don't look like my auras. <laughs> but I was like, this is a classy it's website like right here. Squid I mean. ink or something. Sadie says when she was in college, she tried to learn astral projection from a spiritualist in Casadega. You oh, know, in I had Florida. Friend, that's in Florida. I was always I had, go there I had a friend who had who to beat cancer was taking like really large quantities of weed, but it's actually through suppository. Because I, I said, Are you taking she's telling me these milligrams? And I was like, Oh my god, you're taking that trillion. And she was like, No, that's how you astral project. <laughs> so, so yeah, we wouldn't oh, want that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Suppositories cause you to project in other ways that you in know, very different, not astrally. Yeah, no, it, however, it might start with start with the same letter, possibly. Asley. You know, same. Your assly first projecting. two letters, <laughs> asshole projection. Yes, that's. Um, I like how Maybe we those discover were new written. phrases. Yeah, uh, on Ass this uh, yes. on this quiz. <laughs> those right. Yeah, you fooled ever. You fooled me. Yeah, no, that's right. I good. fell for. Really I good. fell for all of them. It is surprising the the amount of schools that are out there and and what you can. That learn. is, yeah, yeah. This I think uh, we didn't really have like well, we had the internet in two thousand and four. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. Anyway, the Arthur Findlay College was a you know, classic. That Warren says she school. wants her next colonoscopy yeah. to include those suppositories. <laughs> fair, fair. I get. I hear that. <sighs> um. <laughs> it is actually already after eight o'clock. It's always difficult because Mary, we could we could have you on for hours and hours, and the time just like sort of flies by, and we don't even notice that we we learn new phrases astrally. We astrally projected through this hour. Um, it has been so wonderful having you back, and I I have some good news to uh, to those of you who are watching. Mary's coming back next year to host another author actually to host daniel kraus for whale fall uh you might recognize his name he also wrote shape of water and worked with uh guillermo del toro so uh we did a podcast with him earlier this year so it's an amazing book i mean all of his books i have all of his books here the zebulon finch <laughs> series is unbelievable uh, sadie's anyway. just is like can we have a regular date with can she just come back <laughs> quarterly <laughs> i i can i benefit i benefit from you which is you know, anytime you're here, it's it's always lovely. Oh, so, lovely um, for me. I think next and, season will make it four out of five seasons, right? That she's yes, been with us. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. because Mary's partly why we do this. Because <laughs> I asked a question on the internet, which you should never do unless you want an answer. I said, "Why is there not a book club that does like really cool, weird nonfiction?" And Mary was like, "I know just the person to run it." And look where we are now. Look where we are now. Look where we are. So thank you again, Mary, for being amazing. And for all of you also for being amazing. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful evening. And uh tell your friends that they should too join a place where, if you're weird, your family. You got the blue bottom blues. When you wake up in the night. Feel the ridges in the glass It's a